and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told to the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here are your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories, and I am your host, Fred, kicking off the second segment of our theological adventure uh, category, I guess is the best way I can call it, um, continuing with the Soul Patrol. Now, last week we uh, played a piece that was about midway through the first season, The Bridge of Indecision, that had one of our characters facing a really difficult um, ethical dilemma. And uh, now we had a couple email people who wanted to know a little bit more about the Soul Patrol, so we are going back to the beginning. We're going to play the pilot um, episode, the sort of the origin story, uh, to give you a little bit more back background of the Soul Patrol. Um, we'll also be following it up now um, with a uh, interview with David Koningsberg that was actually on another of the best audio drama podcasts out there, the Sonic Society. Um, it dates for a little bit further back. Um, I uh, didn't get David Koningsberg on the phone myself, but I did have um, that interview off his website. It sounds great, so I'm going to add that as well. So enjoy now the uh, pilot episode of The Soul Patrol. I want to tell you all about my two favorite girls in this universe. Actually, they're women, but I like calling them girls. The story starts with two of them, ends up with five more, a woman named Griselda and even yours truly, but I'm getting way ahead of myself. The story starts here, in Laurel D's on the Burke Street Mall. And I posed one simple question. If you could have anything in the world, what would it be? I have no idea. You know, that's not such a bad answer. Do you know who I am? Hi, Billy. We're back. Sell any chocolates? A messenger just dropped this off. It's from the head office. Uh-oh. I was just having this really fascinating conversation with... With yourself again, most likely. Indeed. I was gone. I just wanted to meet her before the story began. What the? So what's with the letter, Billy? Yeah, what's it say? I've been transferred to hell. Sally, would you want to be transferred to Los Angeles? I didn't even know that we had a chocolate shop in Los Angeles. Still, I wouldn't mind the visit. But this is not just a visit. We're talking about having to live there. Careful, Sally. They don't know what I look like. We could send you. Yeah, that's right. You could tell us all about the gangs, smog, earthquakes, drugs, floods, pestilence. And the occasional second coming. Think of all the fun you'll have. Forget it. You two are jealous because I'm the one with the bloke right now. Besides, the flight is too far off in the future. Cool. There's an airline ticket here too. It leaves in just a few hours. And comes back in a few years. For once, management takes decisive action. Or so shall I. Give us a clue when you know what you want. Bye, Billy. Don't get murdered. Thanks, mates. What am I going to do? I can't decide. I can't decide. This is just too crazy. Okay, if the next one's the number eight, I'll go. It was a number eight. Okay. 
would have been no question if Derek hadn't been such a coward. I'm the coward. You're the one who wouldn't commit. Okay. Okay. If all the clocks on Flinders Street are working, I'll go. All the clocks were working. Dread, 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 double dread. This wouldn't have ever happened if I'd stayed in Broken Hill. You're the one who left us to go live in the big city. Too right. Tickets. What's this? Prayers, please. Passes. It's that one punk conductress. Oh, she's one tough one. And I forgot my pass. Tickets. Prayers, please. Passes. All right. If she doesn't snag me, then I'll go. You're a bit short, Mum. Oh, damn. Yes. Your pass has expired, sir. Cash, please. You got me dead to rights. Yes. Blind or not, I need to see your permit. Uh, uh, yes, yes, of course. Yes. And you, ma'am, you're... Uh, excuse me, miss, but can you tell me which way the Daimaru is? What? I'm not even going to get stopped. We just passed it. You need to go the opposite way. Many thanks. Med passes, coins, what have you. Oh, wait a minute. You've got to ask me for my pass. Oh, that's all right. Today you ride for free. That was it. That was when she knew that she was going, whether she wanted to or not. This is the Hollywood Bowl? I'm ready for anything now. Lane number four, your hour's up. Lane number four, your hour's up. Excuse me, um... She must be praying for a customer. Excuse me, I'm... Wait a minute. You're not from the Lord Protector's office. You're not even from the Western Division. I am from the Western Pacific. Ha! They're just letting anyone in nowadays. Excuse me? But I need you so I can get promoted out of here. From now on, you'll be reporting to me. You're to be my personal assistant. Are you sure about all this? I'm sure. But I was supposed to... If you'll excuse me now. But where's the candy shop? Candy shop? There's no candy shop here. This is a ten-pin bowling alley. Hey, I don't have to take this. Now, I'm sure we're going to become just great friends. I know how they stiffed you with a one-way ticket, but with time you'll earn enough to find your own way back home. Now I've got work to do. Indeed. It had been a round trip, and now was one way. I'll be. I'm sorry, St. Kilda, but it's for your own good. It's up to me to see if you can measure up. Rearrange all the files. Rearrange all the files. Have tea and scones ready for me every morning. Have tea and scones ready for Holly every morning. If I haven't shown up by 12 noon, telephone me. If Holly hasn't shown up by 12 noon, Telephone her. If I shouldn't answer the phone, come to my flat. If Holly doesn't answer the phone, go to her flat. Redo the files by alphabet. Redo the files by alphabet. Find a better flat for me. 
Find a bed of flat for Holly. Water the plants. Water the plastic plants. Answer all the mail. This is very important. Answer all the mail. This is very important. Coordinate communication. Answer the phone. Hello. Can I speak to Mr. Rally? No, on second thought. Reorganize the files by date. Answer the phone by saying, this is Hollywood Bowl management offices. Hold, please. Put them on hold whether you're busy or not. This is the Hollywood Bowl management offices. Hold, please. Put them on hold whether I'm busy or not. And don't bother me with unimportant calls. Only important calls should go to Holly. But all calls must go to me. All calls must go to the cow. Can't you read your own lists? Can't you read your own list? Oh, and run the bowling alley. Thank you. Oh, and run the bowling alley. Thank you. You know, this is not the first time I've been a boss. No? Don't you think I know what I'm doing? I'm absolutely sure. People always compliment me on my good colour sense. Because it's the best thing you do. But could you lose the polka dots? You look dreadful. You should get some sleep. I would if you'd release the manacles. I know what it's like to be one of the little people. Because you're the smallest person I know. Over a month? I don't even know where I am. Indeed, this was the first chance she had to look around. All the furniture and equipment was, curiously, at least 30 years old. There were no computers, no calculators, not even an electric pencil sharpener. Funny how she never even missed them. There was something she sorely missed, air conditioning. Billy may have been from Melbourne, but she certainly was acutely BTU cognizant. There was an old creaking ceiling fan whirling about, trying to do its best, but it was hopelessly inadequate. On the desk was an obvious gag gift, a crystal ball. Nearby was what looked like a perch for a bird. Probably for a vulture. On one wall, there was a cuckoo clock, which never worked, and an antique map of the world from about the 1500s. It's the most modern thing in the office. It was printed in the most unconventional way. Instead of the countries from the era, it was divided into territories. She never had the chance to study it. Maybe tomorrow. And there, why hadn't she noticed it before? There was a tin can hanging from the ceiling by a string. Just, where am I working? I can buy the Ouija board, the crystal board, but this, I mean, why would anyone? I mean, this is a one floor building. There ain't anyone up there. Just then Holly walked in. Holly didn't see Billy in the shadows. Well, well, well. A doll. What is she going to do with that? 
Lieutenant Violet to dispatch. Lieutenant Violet to dispatch. Come in, please. Oh no, what is this? Stupid doll. Billy? Yes? I'm glad you're here. Oh? It's about time I asked. Do you know what we really do? I'm not a mind reader. Oh. Take your hand and place it on my forehead. All right. We don't just work for a bowling alley. The Soul Patrol will return after the following words from our sponsors. Wow, my hand. How do you do that? Your hand has got nothing to do with it. Don't make it hard on yourself. Don't fight it. You should have seen what I had to go through. Who am I working for? Is there a way for me to get out? There's no way out. Well, how about a transfer? Do you want me to spell it out for you? All right. After a mandatory waiting period of one year, a request may be submitted. After processing, there is a review followed by an analysis and then an opinion. Why so long? That's just the beginning. Next, you'll have a preliminary hearing before a panel of employment, which can be held before or after a study by the Forum of Eligibility, concurrent with an impact report issued by the Roundtable of Qualification, but preceded by a financial breakdown approval from the Managing Committee, during which an investigation will be conducted by the Bureau of Oversight and Foresight, but only in conjunction with your training finals, confirmed by the Office of Tests, Regulations and Inquisitions. And then, and only then, do you face, no, do you have the privilege of appearing before the board of interviews? And if you thought the first half was difficult, you haven't gone through anything yet. Because they'll shake you. Oh, will they shake you. They'll turn you upside down, inside out, over, under, and through the middle. You won't know if you're coming, going, leaving, leaping, standing, sitting, or just plain spinning. But do you know why, St Kilda? Do you have any idea why? Because we have to answer to the highest authority. We report to the big kahuna, number one, the big man himself. We have to be a little bit extra careful about whom we let in, out or in between. So you'll forgive me if this doesn't turn out to be a outback joyride through some wombat preserve. No weekend trip up to Mildura and complaining about accommodations. No Saturday ferry ride out to Manly for a swim, a slide and a Mr Whippy. Because there's a war on St Kilda in case you haven't noticed. And it's a real war with winners, losers and people who will be left adrift by the wayside. And don't kid yourself, this war's not about land, food or money. It's about the human race and where we're going. Oh yes, this is the real thing. And it's the only thing which is going to matter to you today and every day for the rest of eternity. And you've got to be tough. The job demands that you be tough. 
You'll do and see things that'll make you wish that you'd been born a sea slug, hiding underneath a rock for your entire life. But you can't. You didn't ask for this job. You didn't have any choice. And that's the beauty of it all, isn't it? We all have to face this sooner or later. There's no free ride in this universe and everyone knows it, whether they can admit it or not. So the next time you whine, bitch, moan or complain about how long proper procedure seems to take, just count your blessings that it's taken this long because sooner or later the bill comes due, St Kilda, and your number's just been called. And depending on what you've done, you'd better be able to pay because this is a bill you don't want to come up short. She's not nuts. She's psycho. Holly, if you'll excuse me now, I have to get back to the Southern Hemisphere. Oh, excuse me. Down. Get down. Down! 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 Getting off so easy. Huh? Look at you, you're not even bleeding. Oh, sorry. <coughs> Looks like a lot of departments coordinated on this one. You should be proud. Clean up this mess. Sure. again. I want you to have 500 of these flyers printed up and distributed in the neighborhood. Are you sure? Because this says... Yes, I'm sure. Sorry. Our superiors are coming on Monday and I want this place to be booming. Well, this should do it. <laughs> Enter, parlez-vous. Come on in. 
You, like, sent for a messenger? Yep. We need 500 of these distributed in the neighborhood right away. Hello? 500 of these distributed in the neighborhood right away. Uh, pardon me, but a simple cursory glance at this advertisement reveals a possible typographical or marketing error. There is no mistake. And now for the coup de grace. Here we go. I can't believe I'm gonna do this. Hello? Hello? Is there anyone there? Hello? Anyone there? This is the operator. No need to shout, ma'am. I don't know who you people are and I don't know... Honey, I got news for you. If you can hear me, you are one of us. Okay. All right. I think I need to make a report. All set for the visit? Yes, ma'am. Flies distributed? Yes, ma'am. Whoa. This is gonna make an impression. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I want my free lane. What? What are you talking about? It says so right here. Huh? There it was, right in front of her, no denying it. The flyer said that all lanes were now zero dollars an hour. Well, what about the free lane, you silly bitch? Silly bitch? Bitch! Listen to me, Mr. Insania. You had better think twice before oh, sorry, you... ma'am. It, it was our fault, really. It was our mistake, but the management still insists on our normal rate. Well, you can take this out. stupid flyer and shove it up no! your... No! You can take this stupid flyer and you can shove it right up your flab English ass! No, actually, I'm, I'm from a small town called Broken Hill. It's in the same state, though. Oh! We are from the state of Jalisco. It is very beautiful there. You should come for a visit. Yeah. You and me, bitch. You and me right now. Inside, outside. It don't matter to me. We're either doing it now or we ain't looking. And this one's of my pet dog. Oh. Oh, well, that really is something. You. You did this to me. You sent out those flyers. Of course I did. You told me to. But you purposely left off the price! You told me to send them as is. What are you gonna do? Fire me? No, but you better be ready for a change of lifestyle when our superiors get here. Uh, we're here, and we've been here the whole time. That flyer? It never actually went out. Okay, listen up, people. Show's over. Inspector General Baldicoot! What a surprise! I didn't notice you back there. Didn't notice a lot of people, Lieutenant Violet. But then again, you weren't meant to. Connie? Wildlife Preservation Officer, North America. Juvenile Peer Consular Central America. Chief Accountant, Winter Budgeting Office, Northern Hemisphere. Clown Oversight Cadet, Western United States. Slip and Fall Annual Review Committee Secretary, The World. 
Playground Incident Monitor, Southwestern United States, and Baja. Sickness, Labors, and Hardship Relief Panel, Northeast Asia. Sadness Abatement District Chief, the Inland Empire. I am so screwed. Rainbow Playground Squad and Drill Team, State of California. That poor woman. to get fired. I want to go back home. Uh, you gotta pull the string. There's been a mistake. I'm not supposed to take command of anything. I'm just an operator, ma'am. May I continue? I thought you guys around this place just like any other business. Yes, we do. And yes, she is just an operator. She's waiting. It, yes, you should continue. I'm sorry. Thank you, ma'am. To take command of pilot program to be here until known as the Soul Patrol. <gasps> what the hell? Is this what it was about? I wanted that post. I am out of here. Uh, not so fast. That is sad. Operator? Operator, there's got to be some mistake here. I mean, I did everything wrong. I ratted on my boss. I turned her in. I should be punished. Maybe this is your punishment. Uh-oh. Here's the rest of the communique. More to follow, including your afterlife benefit. Congratulations, Sherry Rock, Wild Animal, and Human Resources Assistant Director Earth. Do you roger? Yes, we roger. Operator 2004, dispatch over and out. I can guess why I didn't get fired, but why on earth did I ever get promoted? Uh, well, unless I miss my guess, there's like one overriding factor which they found irresistible. Yeah, and what is that? Well, that you didn't want the job. Damn, that was it. I'd still like a transfer. Violet, like, haven't you told her what's involved? Well, I... I she told me. I'd like to apply anyway. Granted. Now, what is a soul patrol? You haven't told her anything. It's part of the heavenly order. And that is? This is part of the heavenly order. It's quite a group. Yep. Oh, look, there's an angel. And that's an angel supervisor down from heaven. And an operator and another angel, except he's a Negro angel. It's incorrect to call them a black angel. Oh yeah, I can imagine. And who are those uptight guys? Which ones? The ones in the suits. I'm not sure, but they might be with God's squad. They're God's personal messengers. They haven't exactly been doing a great job recently. And that group over there is the dreaded board of hate, death and taxation. And next to them is the members of Prophet Central. Everyone's here. And why are we here? You're going to be sworn in and given the commission of the Soul Patrol. Your job will be to help all the souls in the world. 
Sounds right. But then what will I do next week? Save all the souls in the world? Isn't that just a bit of a tall order? You'll get the pick of all other members to help. Plus all the powers of the Heavenly Order. Oh, that sounds okay. But why doesn't... I mean, why doesn't he or she or it just do it themselves? I have no idea. She's been shagging that toss of her. Oh, hi, Holly. Good luck in your new post. Don't forget to bring some reading material. Holly? I've been reassigned to independent study. Well, that doesn't sound too bad. At the North Pole. I guess I have to accept my fate. So do I. So what should I do to avoid getting members like that? Just don't give them the sign of indoctrination. Huh? It's like this. You take your thumb and your first two fingers and you point them up. Oh, it's like the girl guides. Yes, that's right. You can stop now. No. But why me? After all that I've done to you. Now it's my turn. Read my thoughts. With you around, I always know what not to do. Oh, St. Kilda, we're like ready. What not to do? Tonight's episode was the pilot program and starred Joe Kennedy as Billy St. Kilda, Hazel O'Connor as Holly Violet, Lulu Kearney as Minerva and the tram conductor, Sawan Lear as the operator, Claire O'Brien as Sally, and with Marta Ariola, Jonathan Bro, Chris Byrne, Donald Cancino, Dulce Castellanos, Kurt Harding, Adrian Graves, Jean Graves, Steve Kearney, Tina Lerno, Kristen McGuire, Harry Sabin, Greg St. Peter, Stephanie Watkins, and yours truly, Peter Beckman was the narrator. Tatiana Swan was the production assistant. Alex King was the casting director and associate producer. Music was composed by Franz Liszt and was adapted and sequenced by John C. Graves. The production was recorded and mixed at Command Post. This series and this story was created, produced, and copyrighted 1999 by David Konigsberg. This work cannot be posted, broadcast, or transferred in part or in whole without the expressed written permission of David Konigsberg. This has been a Cosmic Forces presentation, darling. Right, and that was, the, again, the pilot episode of The Soul Patrol, the-cosmic-forces.net, to learn a little bit more about the series. And now stay tuned now for an interview with the creator, David Konigsberg, with the illustrious Jack Ward of the Sonic Society, recorded a little bit back in time now. Um, they featured the show um, a lot before, a long time before I did, but I um, hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope you uh, still enjoy this interview. Catch you in a bit.
My name is Jack Ward, and you're listening to the Sonic Society, and I'm talking here with David Konigsberg, the brilliant mind who conceived and produced the series Soul Patrol. David, how are you today? Oh, fine. I don't know about brilliant, but okay. <laughs> well, I had a chance to listen to it, and I think it's brilliant. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, in fact, uh, I have a couple of questions specifically about the Soul Patrol because it's so such an interesting uh, it's such an interesting series. It seems like it's evolved from a number of different elements. Can you tell me where some of those influences for the characters and concepts came from? Well, a, a huge question, but in brief, it's mostly about my love and growing up with 60s television more than anything else and seeing how the TV industry, the American TV industry, has um, changed all too often for the worse over the years. So I really miss those fantasy, sci-fi, witchcraft-type shows from back then. The other huge influence has been um, a punk rock and new wave. I was working with Nina Hagen. Do you know who she is? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was proposing to do a feature with Nina Hagen and Lena Lovitch, and um, through the different material that I was proposing, um... I later took, the project never happened, the feature never got made. But uh, I, I really loved the material that we were dealing with, and Nina was a huge influence on me. Uh, and I took a lot of the stuff we were working on, and I changed it into this. She didn't come up with any of the elements of the Soul Patrol. What she came up with was the stuff that she had done in her music, and that had influenced me, and I was trying to come up with a project that would fit her and Lena Lovitch, and that's the way I came up with the Soul Patrol. Well, how did it come from uh, such a television background and base into radio drama? What what did you find appealing about doing it in a radio drama format? True, another huge question. Um, <laughs> what had happened was I had always conceived it as a television series, and I had written a number of versions, uh, first as a, an hour adventure show like Star Trek, Mm-hmm. And then I tried a TV movie, and then I tried a half-hour Dragnet format, which had also uh, got its start in radio. But I wasn't even considering that at the time and how important that was. So I came up with doing this as a TV show, a half-hour, and uh, no one wanted it. No one got it. No one really got what I was trying to do. And then I got a job over at, uh, I live here in Los Angeles, I'm in Hollywood. I got a job at Fox, 20th Century Fox, and I was uh, getting paid lots of money. And I thought about all the different things I could do with this money. I could save it up for retirement, I could travel the world, or I could put my money where my mouth was and take this money and turn the Soul Patrol in my mind, I could turn it into one of two things, either a comic book, uh, a series of comic books, or radio drama. And I picked radio drama because the music was so important to me, and I knew so many actors, and I knew who I wanted to star in it. And although I have a lot of friends who do a lot of art, and I could have just as easily turned it into a comic book, I decided uh, to do it as a radio drama. Well, this is interesting because Andrew and I have had 
discussions about, you know, well, what if we created a series and we did it in radio drama first? Would that help as being a proof of concept somewhere down the line to show it as a television series? Is that in the back of your head as well? Is like, look, I can make it work in radio drama. It sounds great. It's a great story. Why not make this jump into television? That's exactly what I was thinking. And let me tell you, don't do it. <laughs> um, no, it hasn't been all that bad. Uh, there is such a resistance. And you talk to any radio drama producer, and you guys have done it yourself, so you know. And they will tell you there is such resistance to just words and music. And um, the part that I didn't count on was people here, especially in this business, I don't know about the CBC up north, but down here in Hollywood, they love the pictures, and they'll snap up a comic book just like that. They see it, they look at the pictures, and they go, wow, that looks cool. doesn't matter if it's a good idea or not. So many of these comic books make lousy film, and you're about to see if you turn it into TV series. Uh, That's they're true. just turned on by the pictures. So, But once I get people to listen to actually, they think it's like pulling teeth, but once I get them to listen... They instantly get what the show is about, and then it has helped me get to a number of places and do a number of things. Well, that brings me to the next question. So tell me about the response that you have gotten now that you've made this series. Well, I was really surprised about the response I haven't gotten. I thought for sure I'd, um, that a lot of my Christian friends, a lot of my Jewish friends, um, and especially after 9-11, because I came up with this way before then, uh, I thought I was going to get a lot of criticism and the death threats and everything that goes along with that. All the good stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the special benefits. All the special benefits um, that make you know that you are indeed making a, making an impact in people's lives. Um, yeah, but I never <laughs> wanted to that way. I really no, didn't. No, of course and not. so I took great pains in developing the material and writing the scripts and Certainly. editing it and the way things are presented. I was always aware and conscious of that, but I thought, oh, man, what, the, what kind of reaction am I going to get here? And surprisingly, I have not received a single complaint out of the easily, I don't know how many, I mean, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of plays this series has received over the internet. It's put on the internet first. It's been heard all around the world. Uh, I've tracked some of the hits. A lot of religious groups have all listened to it and have listened to every episode religiously. And I have not caught a single complaint. So I guess I've been doing the right thing. That's fantastic. Um, it's very difficult to be able to have you know such a... Because the topic itself is a controversial topic. Anytime you bring out anything to do with life, death, beliefs, spirituality, spirituality. you get that kind of, you know, you can get resistance from different, because everybody sees it in different ways. So I guess my guess, my next question is, you know, what's the writing process for you? Where do your ideas come from? Well, they're all from true stories. Um, none of these things are really made up. I mean, I if you listen to this series, you'll hear about how I say that heaven is like this huge bureaucracy. Well, that's not from a true story. But <laughs> the things, the unexplainable phenomena that happen to people, uh, all of that is true. All that has happened. And some people say, well, that's not heaven. That's just 
luck, that's just fate, that's the way these things happen. And I think a lot of that is true. I don't think a lot of times that things are come from some sort of cosmic force. But there are others that I do think, and they've happened to me, and I go, well, how did this happen? And I think about it, and I go, well, probably because I was doing this wrong, or maybe I should reconsider that. So for me, I take unexplained phenomena. Um, I attach a heavenly reason behind it, and then there's the drama, the realization that comes to the people within the story, or the Soul Patrol themselves, the girls who uh, create the ironies for people, for us here, uh, to learn our lessons. It's interesting because the girls themselves are often fighting against the bureaucracy of heaven. And I'm, I'm wondering if, uh, do you really think, uh, like, where, where are you using, it, it sounds to me like your stories have a whole lot more to say about down here on Earth than they do about actual heavenly things exactly. that are happening. Exactly. In fact, my, my stories have got nothing to do with heaven in reality. It's not about heaven. It's great for humor. We get a lot of humor out of it. We get a lot of drama. We get a lot of, it's a bureaucracy that we can identify with. But what the series is truly about is why we treat each other this way. Why are we doing this to one another? And why do I think that? Or why does this person think this? And I always try to get the audience to violently <laughs> agree or disagree with what's going on, and then I try to, like, well, stop and think about this. Consider this other person's point of view. Or why are you thinking, you know, this way? Shouldn't you, you know, reconsider why you're thinking this way? It all boils down to how we treat one another and how we need to consider one another. And I think that comes very clearly through the stories. Mm-hmm. In well, fact, one of the things that I like about it is the relationship between the two Soul Patrol members. And my, my, I guess my question is, it seems like you've got, in my, at least from what I can tell, a bit of a story arc with their characters. Do you have something in mind as to where you want to see them both get to? Oh, absolutely. They, every character has a huge arc, and we actually introduce a third member in the seventh episode. And in the 14th episode, which... I'm practically through writing. I've been working on shows 14 through 21. Wow. Uh, we introduce a, a fourth member. Uh, altogether, there'll be seven, but um, each member has their own problem uh, and problems that they need to get over. Some of them will work out some of their problems. Others will not. And um, there's all sorts of surprises for all of them. And But the arcs for those characters, they're huge. They would be easily over 100 episodes. I just hope one day I, I get to do that. And that was an interview with Jack Ward, and the and that was an interview with the illustrious Jack Ward and David Koningsberg of the Soul Patrol and uh, the Sonic Society, and I got that one backwards. But anyways, um, you can catch more of that at the-cosmic-forces.net, and of course the Sonic Society is the Sonic society.org the longer um, audio drama program hour long radio drama revival is half an hour plus they've got uh, more content like the interview you just heard so do check them out I'm sure you're already a listener if you listen to this podcast um, next week we continue our theological bent we're going to go uh, feature after lives it is a um, audio adventure through the afterlife in a misadventure kind of way uh, r- reminds me of, of another audio drama piece I heard as well 
as um, sort of a, the Dante's Inferno gone horribly wrong. Uh, we'll be introducing that to the pilot episode next week as well as the subsequent episode. Um, we'll get about an hour or so into that series um, in the next couple of weeks. And of course, we want to can't wait for more. Check out the blog and podcast, radiodramarevival.com, news, interviews, all that great stuff, um, as well as a link to the subscribe to this podcast. You can also find us on iTunes, Radio Drama Revival. Um, that wraps up for this week. Until next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and have a great week.